Hey everybody, it's Rev DDT. Did you get scared? <laughs> well, I didn't jump this time myself either, so. But here we are, up for another broadcast. So what are we going to talk about this evening? Well, I'm going to talk about the mindset of Jesus, the mindset of Christ, okay? Paul, screwed up as some of his freaking doctrine was, he did get some things right. And one of the things he did get right is, is uh, he talked about putting on the mind of Christ. Hi, squirrel. Hello, buddy. Well, hello. Yeah. <laughs> squirrels around here, and they're young enough, they're really friendly, you know, especially the little guy squirrels. So that little dude squirrel was like, hey, on the corner of the fence, like reaching out towards me, hey. You got food, man? Are you the nut guy? Right on. Can I do some else for me, please? Yeah, it sounds drunk, but it's because he's like laying in the sun all day. He's just real tired. So, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> hey, look, speaking about squirrels, though, let's get into this. Let's talk about squirrels, man. Um, just off a side note, uh, I wrote a story, a little kid story. Uh, it's called Brother Squirrel and the Big Black, Big Giant Black Raven, or Big Big Black Raven, or something like that. I wrote it for kids like in third grade, second grade, first grade, you know, catch their attention, um, inspire them in faith to, to move by the spirit, move in faith, and, uh, and to believe God for big things in their lives. And uh, this uh, it was centered around a, uh, a uh, squirrel family, but um, anyway, you're going to have to read the story if you really want to get into it, because it's actually a pretty cool little short story um, that I uh, used my wolf when I had him back in 2011 is when I wrote it. And, me and him were walking together in the later days of his life. And uh, he was my storyboard. He, 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 used, he used my soundboard. He used him as a soundboard for a lot of things. And he was an awesome soundboard. And uh, so I told him that story one morning. And I went home and wrote it. And uh, pretty cool story. Um, I was glad I got it. I get stories like that. I have more of them in that series called the Brother Squirrel series. And I haven't published them yet. But I'm learning how to publish stuff right now on KDP. Thank God I've been publishing things. I published my brains out the last few days. And... Worked out some bugs and uh, got some more stuff online for in review and I'm waiting and I still got some. Fighting Eagle Press, there are some journals, ladies and men's journals and notebooks for everybody. I'm going to do coloring books and puzzle books and all kinds of stuff and make this little book empire and get myself out of this town and onto the road somewhere where I can go meet some people that have had some strange things happen to them so I can interview them and put them on the world, the world stage if you want to put it that way. So that's my build-up anyway. This is awesome, man. I, I, I'm shooting off the cuff here. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have any prepared notes, you know. I'm not sitting in an office somewhere or in a building somewhere behind a desk with a bunch of notes in front of me or a teleprompter in front of me or anything like that. I'm out here walking right now because what time is it here? It's, it's 829 Mountain Standard Time in Boise, Idaho. And we are warmer than crap out here today. It's too hot. I couldn't get my full walk in earlier, so I'm out here doing walk. thought I'd shoot this broadcast because I was thinking about mindsets how do you overcome what's the overcoming mindset well, i mean come on man there's a formula do you guys know there is yeah there's a formula to a lot of things there's a formula to prayer too you want to have success in answered prayer there's a formula um you can use somebody else's formula try to imitate them like paul was talking about imitate christ as i imitate christ imitate excuse me imitate me as i imitate christ is what he said don't because he wasn't imitating christ totally because he actually went against christ's doctrine did some things but here, come on, man. We're talking about this now. We're into this. Mindset of Christ. You know? Jesus shows up on the scene, right? When he shows up to do his ministry stuff, starts calling his, his disciples out. And he's, he's calling them out to a different way of thinking. They call it the new wine. You probably heard that a lot. Well, there you go, man. New mindset. New way of doing things. A, 
a whole new way. It's grace. It's, it's made by grace. And, and God is here to serve you, to serve you salvation through his loving, loving son, Jesus. You know, basically what it boils down to. But what does that look like? I mean, yeah, we're here. You think that, you, you think that like, give your life to Christ, and boom, you're gone, right? That don't happen. You're still here. So what's there to do? At least it's like spread the kingdom, you know? Share the kingdom with people. Because every ear is going to hear, and every, every ear is going to hear before, every ear, the gospel is going to go out to every ear, reach every ear before he comes back. That hasn't happened yet because everybody hasn't been born yet. When do we stop being born? When do people stop being born? When does humanity stop? All of a sudden, now we can't have kids anymore. When does that happen? When does the sterilization of humanity happen? Because it kind of sounds like that's coming, if you said that. And if that's the case, because it kind of sounds crazy. It's one of those hard things where you go, well, this is one of them hard things I'm not really sure about, you know? Now I'm going to double back on this road because I'm trying to pick up more steps today because I missed some this morning. But I got some more journals made, got them online into review. Hooah! On our way, building an empire. Actually, I did three of them today. See, okay, so two days ago my laptop broke. I fixed it, and um, it took a day to fix. The next day I had to fix it, because it broke at night. Well, I was in the middle of talking to Amazon, trying to figure out what was going on with this book they had in draft instead of online. And I'm like, what's going on with it? This guy told me today, though, you know, because yesterday I worked all the bugs out, fixed the computer, got back online, started working on stuff, and then bam, here I am. We're doing this podcast. Let's check out do something real quick. There we go. Had to turn the Do Not Disturb on because uh, things were disturbing me. Phone started getting ready to ring, started buzzing in my hand. I'm not done here. Mind the set of Christ, but was it? He was overcomer. Come on, look, he came here and taught us how to be overcomers. How to actually fulfill your, your passion, fulfill your passion for him, fulfill your love for God in your lifetime by reaching out and practicing your faith, not just sitting there saying, oh, I'm safe, and I'm never doing a damn thing about it, never praying for anybody. Or maybe you just sit in your house and pray and that's it. Well, that's fine if you're an intercessor and that's what you're called to. But come on, people are called. We're called. Maybe you're called if you're chosen. You want to know who you're chosen? The ones that answer the call. Most people miss that. you got to answer the call. Everybody's called. Many are called. Everybody's in Christ is called. If you're chosen, why? How come there's only so many people doing the work? Because the other ones haven't answered the call. A lot of times it's fear. Fear of the unknown. Doubt. Doubt's fear, by the way. Just manifesting, that's all it is. It's manifesting in a way that you can justify yourself, turn around and not do it, what you're, what you're called to do, you know. Which could be anything. Could be anything. Could be like being a cement worker. Could be a, being a teacher. Could be being a grocery store worker. It, can, like, it actually could be just being a husband or a wife. A good one. Any of those positions be good at, at by the way. Apply goodness to everything. And I didn't get that for, first on, so I didn't. And it was inside of me, though, because beauty's inside of me. I have a hunger for beauty, don't you? I mean, I mean, I do. I have a real serious hunger for beauty. Somebody read my heart one time and said, you, you're captivated by beauty. It's, and it's a wonderful gift. God gave you that gift. You can do beautiful things with it. I'm like, wow, cool. Cool, okay, cookie nut. Here we go. Woo! I'm going to do cool things, I guess. I don't know. You know? <laughs> you know? And then all of a sudden you find yourself like 30-something 30, 30 years later and you're like, whoa. You look back and you're like, whoa. I got to do all these cool things. Man, that's great. You know, maybe maybe because I have such an eye for beauty and I have such an eye for just, just want to see the glory of God, don't you? I mean, come on, I'm so hungry to see God. 
Archie, you get that passion stirred up because you should be. This is the time right now to see when we're in freaking so much chaos. There's a freaking clear up. Now, this chaos that we're in here in America, it's steeped up past our noses already. It's over our heads, baby. And if you don't freaking figure that out, you better start like checking the news, man. The world news because there's some shit going on here that you need to be aware of. Some real shit. And guess what? God's on top of all of it. Yeah, totally. Totally on top of all of it. You know, many are called for your chosen. The mindset of Christ. What was that mindset? He taught his disciples to overcome. Overcome what? The world, their circumstances, every single thing they face, including the situation in the garden, how to handle it there, where he got arrested. He was right there instructing them, told them. And if you look at his walk and just what's written down in the scriptures, this is what we have in the gospels, you look at the four gospels and look at the things that happened and the events, you put the events together, you find a timeline, you look at that timeline, it's just a small slice, by the way, of his life. But you find that timeline and guess what you see? A huge giant map. A map to overcome everything. A map for every single situation. He, we would right there, right in front of us, and yet we freaking ignore it. Because we won't come together to do it. Because we've got to have some pastor man stand in front of us to lead us. Come on, baby. Come on, babes. Wake up. We're not babies. We're adults. We're not in diapers anymore. If you've been around for 30 years or more, you're definitely not in diapers. Come on, man. We need help out here in the trenches. There are people that are hurting. I found somebody a little while ago. Stopped and prayed with them. Found somebody a few days ago. Stopped and prayed with them. Met somebody at the store. Looking pretty rough. Stopped and prayed with them. All I do is offer it. That's all you got to do. Some people, some of us won't even do that, though, because we're too afraid. We're sitting there living in fear in our pulpits, waiting for the pastor to tell us what to do. Come on, man. Get your thumbs out of your mouths. Get rid of your security blanket. Get your freaking boldness up. Grow some freaking nards, some spiritual nards, and go freaking move the freaking earth. You have the Holy Spirit. The most powerful spirit there ever will be and ever is. Lives inside of you. What are you going to do with that? You sit there and do nothing? You can get up and do something. See, that's the whole thing. Is most people, you guys, you're petrified. You don't want to do anything. You're sitting there going, hey, man, this is really, this is really good. We got it great here, you know. It's all peaceful. Everybody's singing songs, right? Kicking back to the loving on one another, right? But you're not doing a damn thing with your faith. Not doing a damn thing. Not moving mountains. Not walking out. Are you casting out demons? Are you speaking in tongues with new tongues? Well, you might be doing that. Well, that's an easy one. That's, that one's easy. Casting out demons, that's not hard. That's not easy at all. It takes work. Work that people are afraid to do. Why are you afraid to confront the darkness? You know you're living in fear. You know the fear is even worse than what you think it is, too. You think, ah, it's just a little bit. I can get by, but guess what? A little bit of that leaven. The whole lump has gone. It's, it's polluted. Your whole lump's polluted. You can't build, you can't build with that. It's not a rock. You can't build it on the rock. See, you build it on fear. Fear is not the rock. The rock's not fear. See? So you have to let go of that. What was his mindset? His mindset was, bam, overcome. Can do anything. Bam. What do you do? He has, listen, he has the same. You have the same call, too, that he has. You have the same command to pick up your life, to take it back up that he has. Do you not know this? It's upon you because he's in you. So what's your shrimp? Why are you sitting around doing jack shit? You're not doing nothing. You're just sitting there moaning and groaning, not doing anything. Mm, scratching your butt. How long am I going to sit here scratching my butt? That's where you're at. You have the power within you to do anything, anything. And you won't do it because you're afraid. Let go of the fear. I say, humbug, get rid of that fear. 
call humbug on it and say, fucking declare it, fucking, you're humbug. I say, no, I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna walk by faith. Faith in what? You just your faith alone? Yeah, don't pick it apart, man. You're thinking overthinking it too much, guess what's gonna happen? You're never gonna move. You're always gonna sit in that one spot doing jack diddly squat about anything and, and complaining the whole time. I remember, I remember studying, researching, spending freaking hours deep in it, coming across the same, same sermon over and over again about the children of Israel being our example and about how many, how many times they went around the mountain before they got it right and they didn't. And he died out in the wilderness and God let them for, on purpose because he couldn't use them, couldn't work with them. He wants to work with you people. So what are you going to do? You sit on your butt and do jack shit? No, about nothing? About everything? No, man, come on. This is the time to move. This is the time to actually stand up and do a freaking, make a damn difference. Where are you going to stand at? Make a line. Make a choice, people. Here's a line. Elijah says, he draws it, right? He goes, check this guy out, man, Elijah. I'm going to give you something. There's something for you to hang on to. You don't think God's bold? Yeah, look through the Old Testament. Here he goes, he loves boldness. Oh man, you rise up, you start declaring things for him and then do it. You might get knocked back, but don't stop. Because that's not failure. No, uh -uh. no, the failure is if you don't do something. If you, do, if you sit there with your faith and do jack, not do jack diddly squat. Do nothing, doing nothing. Oh, we just love Sunday morning because it's so political. And I need it because all week long is harsh. All I only get God on my religion. On, and God on the weekends. That's it. And then all week long, what do you get? Well, what do you what? No, that, that's all freaking bullshit. That's cop out. Uh, okay, that's water down faith. And you're not going anywhere. God will spit you out of his mouth just as fast as you can freaking say, huh. He's not happy with that. Do you think maybe if he's not happy with that, he's not happy with you? Could be. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry on that. But you do. You know where you're screwing up at. You know where you're not freaking stepping out. You know where you need to be bold and you're not. I'm calling you to boldness. This is the time. I'm only going to sit there and say, wah, 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 and cry about everything that's going on with or without your life or around you or not around you or in the world or not in the world and not do a damn thing about it when you got the power to do something. You're just going to sit there and do nothing, right? Not a damn thing, right? Exactly. You're not a wimp. You were called to be wimps. <laughs> Come on, man. You're called with a freaking mighty, powerful, holy boldness. A fire of God is in your belly right now. It's burning. Burning. Burning in your belly. Let it out. Let the fire out. Breathe that fire out. Because it's cleansing fire. It'll change things. It's a furnace of God's place of creation in your heart. Let it rip, man. Tater chip. <laughs> Let it out. Let's see what it creates. Come on, I want to see your boldness. Get up and do something. Get up, put your shoes on, freshen up your face a little bit, splash some water on it, wash your hands with some soap and then splash some water on your face and get up and do something about your freaking life instead of complaining about it all the time. Because that's bullshit. And you know it. When you got the power to do something and you won't do it, dude, what can anybody do with that? Nobody can. Not even God can't do anything with that. He won't. You think people want to? Created in his image? A little bit less than this form because we're tainted you know and here we are <laughs> here we are complaining about crap when our dad's powerful and can change things for us and we don't believe in it when we believe more in superstition and lies that people feed us than we do the truth that God gives us every single 
day, every breath, every freaking moment. Don't matter who you are, what you've done, period. It doesn't matter. Christ died for the whole world. Not for you, just you, and just you and your family, and that's it. Or you and your friends, or who you approve of, or who you don't. Because I'll tell you what, who you don't, died for them too. You got the power to do something, do it. Are you going to do it? Are you going to get up and you going to do something? Or are you going to just sit there and moan and groan? Oh, woe is me, the world's sucking. I'm just this little Christian in the church, and they'll beat me down. I can't do nothing. I sure do love Sundays, though, because I can sing to the Lord, and He reaches down and touches me with His glory. Oh, but I'll be all right. I'm just, I'm just all right. You know, that's not what He came back for. He's coming back for a glorious church, people. Not a whining, complaining, freaking... <sighs> come on, come on. Just look at the contrast. The, the glimp, He's trying to tell you something. Here's the message. He ain't like that. He's like the other. He likes Joshua and Caleb's testimony. Lord, can do it, God. We can take out those giants. We can do anything. You know? And so they, he raises them up. They do. Here's Elijah. Check him out. So he's on the Mount Carmel, right? There's all these prophets, Baal and freaking Moloch up there. And uh, there's like 850 of them. I counted them. 400 of one and 450 of the other. That's 850, right? This ain't counting right. So <laughs> he gets up there and he goes, all oh, you prophets, you go, this is in the morning. He said, all the children of Israel stand around there trying to figure out who they're going to worship. God of Elijah, who just happens to be God, period, the creator. Or this fucking deity that these people carved out of stone and said, this is our God. And started worshiping him. Which became a devil, by the way, because devil's doing You start worshiping a carved stone, devils will fill that carved stone pretty soon. They'll come right to the situation. Just put it that way. And it'll be really dark and really bad. They do different ways nowadays than they did back in the old days. But now in the old days, they would just fill the stone and start walking around talking. You know. Oh yeah. Read the stories about Moloch and the statue of Moloch. <laughs> It'll blow your mind. You go, is this fantasy or real? Let me tell you something, baby. It's all real. The old world had more technology than we do. Oh, they, you, did you say that? Damn right I said that. I know. I know. I know. I know what you don't know. I know things that you don't know. You can know them too if you just would just mm -mm, wake up. Check it out. So Elijah, he's all. Drives his freaking so all the prophets of Baal all day long, and he encouraged them to cut themselves so their God would hear him all this stuff, and their God would not answer. He said, "He who answers by fire will be God." So then he goes down there, and he goes this. He says, "Here's the line, right? I mean, I'm, come on, you have the power to do something with your life to change it, and you're sitting around moaning and bitching about it. What are you going to do? Are you going to do something to continue to bitch about it, or are you going to get up and do something about your life? Take the seeds of power, right? Or bitch." But whatever you do, leave me out of the bitchy side because I'm on God's side on this one. Step up. Step up to the plate. Pick your bat up. Take a swing at the next ball that comes in. Maybe you'll hit that ball. Maybe you'll hit a home run. So here's Elijah. He's standing there. He digs this freaking... He builds this altar for God. Freaking sacrifices a bull. Digs a trench around the freaking altar. Puts the bull up on top of the altar. Takes water. Pours it all over the bull. All over the what's sacrificed on the altar. That's including the wood and everything. Just before he lights it, pours it all over himself, fills the trench up that he circled around the altar with, and says, <laughs> and says, calls on God, who will answer with fire. And fire came down, oh, and lights the, lights the altar. Oh, it doesn't even light the altar. Fire comes down out of heaven and licks up the sacrifice and burns everything, including the water up, including the water, and leaves Elijah standing there in the middle of it, untouched, 
probably smoldering, you know, got a little smoke coming out of him because he was wet from pouring all the water and sweating from digging the trench and killing the ox and all that, killing the bull. And, uh, and uh, everybody fell back, it says. They all fell back. That happened to Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, too. When they called on him and said, I think in Luke, Luke's testimony might be Matthew's. It's not in Mark's. Mark didn't have a testimony. So it's either Matthew or Luke. Jesus is, um, they come into the garden and get him and they say, are you this guy? And he says, yes, I, I am. And when he said, I am, they all fell down, fell back, fell down. Uh, it happens another time we spray for somebody, too. The guy falls down. That was me. That's happened to me here. I know what it is. It's God's light touch, man. It's just light touch on us, man. It puts us to sleep. Gives us fucking something new and wakes us up the next day and we're fine. Or a couple minutes later, we're fine with something new. You know. Sometimes we have to lay down to get a gift. You don't believe me? Look at Genesis. Genesis 3, man. Go study it. What did God do to Adam when he brought Eve? He laid him down, covered him with deep sleep, and then took a rib out. Formed the woman, woke his ass up and said, here she is. <laughs> this, is your, this is your woman. He goes, whoa, oh, man, check her out. She's awesome. I like her. And he says, uh, yeah, well, cool. And he says, well, I'm going to name her Eve, the mother of everybody. And so there you go, you know. Well, here's the thing, man. Elijah, man, he kills all those prophets of Baal. He says, yeah, kill all these prophets of Baal. Fucking, so they start slaying the prophets. King Ahab's there, and he's freaked out. He runs down the hill, and Elijah outruns him. Actually, Elijah challenges King Ahab, so he even challenged the king. Turned around and said that. Freaking. Jesus got challenged by the freaking Pharisees, the religious rulers of the day. They were the rulers of his day. Our rulers would challenge us and try to run us off. They've tried to do that to me when I've been baptizing people in the Holy Spirit, and it's like freaking God hits him. It's like, boom, can't touch me. Yeah, that doesn't just happen once. It's happened a lot. People always try to shut stuff down that God's doing because they don't understand it. They're afraid of it. They're scared. Are you scared? Are you going to do something with your faith? Or are you going to just sit there? You know how many times I've been freaking beat up because I've been preaching Jesus? You know? Have you been beat up preaching Jesus? Man, I'm here to challenge you. Stand up. Like, I'm almost 60 and I still keep preaching Jesus. And sometimes it don't go over well. Lately, it's been going over pretty good because, well, God is love. And everybody needs love. We all need that touch of love. We all need to feel it. We all need to know it. We all need to hold it. We all need to be hold it. We also need to give it, too. Give and receive. Mindset of Christ is overcoming mindset. He came here and he demonstrated how to achieve abundance in our life. How to achieve it. We do it together. We pray. We believe God. Break our bread. Break our fish. We pray. The, the, the Lord's Prayer, they call it, uh, which I don't call it the Lord's Prayer because His Prayer is actually John 17. If you want to read it, you should because it's for you, too. But the Lord's Prayer, He calls it the Lord's Prayer, but I call it, I call it the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit prayer. It's just straight out of the Spirit. He says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy name is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, come on. He's telling us to pray this way for a reason. Do you think Jesus would have told us to pray this way and then not bless that with those promises that we're asking for to be fulfilled in our lives? But most people think that way. Scarce mindset. Poverty mindset. And you got a lot of angry people running out there thinking that things are going bad. And just, they don't need to be going bad, but this is the mindset that's doing it. It's not that things are going bad. It's that the mindset is causing those things in your own life because that's what you're, you're experiencing now because you're seeing that. Whatever you vision on the inside and whatever, however you think life is, that's what you're going to get in life, period. It becomes your reality. 
That's the truth. That's how this works. Somebody said, well, how the fuck do you know? <laughs> and the hell do you not know? That's what I got to say to you. How do you not know these things? Because you've been too busy chasing the tail, chasing the freaking career, chasing it instead of exploring things like you should be. See, I got, I got burned a lot when, early on, so I stopped chasing. I started researching to find out, man, what is the truth, man? And exploring it myself. I had my outer body experiences and started having those, and that changed everything. Changed my perspective on everything. I'm not going whack back and forth so much. I don't even know what ends up half the time. But I do know this. Most people that think they know what they're talking about don't know jack shit about life. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. They're lying if they're saying that they do know. And if they're saying something, and listen, I'm going to tell you something. There's stuff that they're telling you that other people are belie believe because they've experienced it and they've experienced it in life and they're saying they're just being led by demons. Don't believe that. That's not true. It is not true. I know. I know, man. I have to fight them on the other side sometimes when I'm meditating and they try to hold me down and won't let me up. And they're sitting there, they're all my body sitting on me and I can see them jump up out of my body, out of the spirit and whip the crap out of them and knock them out of my house and run them off. And then my body stands up and follows through with the motions. If it wants to, now I don't even have to do that. Now I can just sit right back down on my body and stand up and do whatever I want. They figure that out too. Your body doesn't have to go through the emotions. Your body's in a place of rest. Just leave it there let it rest. I'm like going, wow, that's really smart. Where did I pick up this information at? Through the pass-through. What? What the hell are you talking about? What do you mean the pass-through? Come on, people. Okay, when you're meditating and you actually drop out, get out of your body, leave it, then come back into your body, and then sit back up, there's a pass-through. It happens when you're dreaming at night. You just don't realize it. You do it in the morning when you're dreaming, say you're dreaming, and when you wake up from your dream and you go through that area of static, and every once in a while you notice it, but most of the time you don't, that's the pass-through. That's right next to us. On the other side of this veil that's right here. That's the pass-through. And there's knowledge in there you can pick up just by going through it. You don't even have to go looking for it. You just pass through it and you get knowledge. Every time I pass through that pass-through, I come out with more new knowledge. Knowledge I didn't even know I had. I was going like, wait a minute, where did this come from? So I asked, where do you think I got this information from? Got it right out of God's heart himself. It's the pass-through, he says. I said, there's knowledge. Because there's knowledge everywhere. Knowledge is everywhere. You can't hear it. Can you hear it buzzing in the air sometimes? Check it out, man. Radio waves are going off all over. So are TV waves, or whatever they're called. Uh, um, well, they're digital now, but they were analog TV waves. I guess they're radio waves it's still, too, but we call them radio waves. But yeah, okay, so John Wayne just passed through here. Well, how'd you do that? Well, the movie Real Lobo is playing somewhere in the, around this neighborhood, probably in my room in my, on TV somewhere, on one of the channels on TV, but I could fill the radio. And then I'll start thinking about John Wayne. I'm like, why am I thinking about John Wayne? I'll go check the TV, and sure enough, one of his shows will be on. And I'm not kidding you, I've been doing this for years, man. Long freaking time, man. Over 20 years. Long over 20 years. Well, actually, I've been doing it for probably 30-something 30, 30 years. Yeah, 30. About 30 years. 30 years. Roughly 30 years. Practicing this stuff, just going, what the hell's going on? God, our environment's informing us, all kinds of stuff, and we're not listening because we're too busy. Oh, praise, oh, kumbaya, Lord, kumbaya. Oh, the worship was good on Sunday, and then do, do damn thing about your faith. People are hurting right now, and they need your help. They need our help. They need all of our help. They need the power of God that's working through us. Jesus said in Mark, and he also said it in Matthew, there's a list in Matthew as well, that these signs will follow them that believe. The first thing he said is, what did he say? It'll cast out demons. <laughs> what? That's really radical. Yeah, check it out, man. He's saying you have the power to do this. It's radical. It's radical thinking. It's not normal. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be turning the world upside down. Has any, uh, the, okay, believers, if you got caught up in the insurrection, 
you're wrong and you didn't turn the world upside down by, by, by God leading you. You did that through violence and that's wrong. Christ is not violent. He sets people free, not binds them and tries to kill them or hang them or print, running around preaching. You, you go, how did Jesus run around preaching? Oh, hang them, hang them, hang them, hang all the humans because they're all evil. Come on, man. No, he didn't. He went to the cross for us. He died for us. He gave a sacrifice for us. You guys, you Christians that were caught up in that, are you evangelical? Shame on you. How dare you? Now go get that shame off of you. Do some good works. Exercise your faith. Go study James and then practice it. It doesn't have anything to do with grace. It actually does too. It has to do with actually taking the grace of God that God has given you through faith and working that grace into somebody else's life because he's blessed you so much. Be a blessing. You're saved to be a blessing. You know that's in Hebrews and all you Bible-believing Christians know this. Practice what you preach. Because Sunday morning ain't getting it anymore. So anyway, that's my um, encouragement for the day. Hallelujah. Put on the mindset of Christ. Look at what he did. Look at all the stuff he did. Man, goes around freaking preaching crazy stuff and freaking helping people and freaking manifesting miracles everywhere he's going. You know? And he's all like, I'm heading somewhere. He's on a mission. He's got a mission. You do too. It's, it's a freaking template. His life is a template for yours. But yours is the unique part of it. It's not his life. It's your life, even though his life is being lived through you. But it's your path. His life, your path. That's how it works. Praise God. I'm at the end of the broadcast. And I love you guys, man. You guys have a great one. Oh, man. You guys are going to get something out of this one. If you step up and do what I tell you to do, you're going to see some flat-out freaking crazy-ass miracles, man. I'm not kidding you because they're getting crazier and more freaking weight and more powerful as we go. And as I speak... Don't touch your dial. I'll be right back in a minute. And <laughs> Yahoo! Rev DDT, Universal Broadcast, broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev DDT. <laughs> Bye, baby. I love you. Bye. Yay! Yay! Yay!